on the last episode of Dice Funk. That's a really bad knife. You basically have a couple days before you die, and it's right. somewhere about halfway you're going to not be able to move anymore. Oh, your name is Hunter? If you want them to help you, stabbing them is not the answer. Well, we have to stab them or they'll drown. Violet says, let's kill some fish. I'm going to say yes. I'm turning on Frenzy, which is very good. Yeah. It gives me so much extra stuff. I'm going to smack a hand on him and cast Cure Wounds. You teleport right into the mathematical center of a hostage <laughs> situation. <laughs> Can I snap my hostage's neck? Elias is going to cast Sleep as a second level spell towards Violet. They're going to kill all of us now. Well, I think it might have something to do with the flooding, and I think if we can figure out their situation, maybe it would help our situation. From the background, you hear Welch say, that's going to cost you. Let's see. I want that blue staff, and I want that loot. It told me to be cautious of the machines. They're not what they seem. It wouldn't happen to know what that is referring to, would you, Welch? I'm draining water in. They think that I don't know what I'm doing and that I'm going to flood the whole place. The spell would be regenerate. The target severed body members, if any, are restored after two minutes. She will do that for you, for the price of deep blue and the loot. Drop tosses the staff at her. And she says, are, are the strings magic? I think they're just regular strings on a magic loot. Then you can keep them. And his arm just explodes. Yikes. In a shower of gore, and the dagger goes flying off into the ocean. Yeah, Sildiel still has hers, though. Remember, there was three that the dryer threw? One is unaccounted for, one is now in the ocean, and one is in Sildiel's possession. Welch goes over and bops you on the stump, and uh, but eventually yeah. an arm does begin to stitch itself back from nothing. Creature that we keep seeing in the sea might be a god, maybe? Is he saying there's something wrong with Mother? She doesn't talk to them anymore, and that's why they've been kidnapping people, because they think that if they sacrifice people, that she'll talk to them again, and that she'll love them again. And you should stay here, because I would never peel you guys. So Hunter slowly nods, and he says, If it will save Mother, I would face Father. Uh, The rest of his people peace out, and order is once again restored to the Violet One. We we probably should have killed those guys. Oh yeah, drop, that's Violet now. You guys want to play Dungeons and Dragons? What? I love the dungeons. And dragons. I actually have a self-imposed rule for DMing campaigns, which is no dungeons, no dragons. <laughs> Under any circumstances. Austin, yeah. there was like, there was a, wasn't Lauren in a dungeon just like one episode ago? Or two episodes also, ago? Also, isn't a wyvern a kind of dragon? Yes. Nope. Wyverns are not dragons. They're specifically not. And uh, I meant dungeons in the RPG sense, which is like long periods of where you're hacking at monsters for no narrative benefit. It seems to me like you're splitting hairs here, because I feel like we've had both a dungeon and a dragon. I don't think there were any rabbits in this campaign, though, so we weren't splitting hairs at any point. Oh, Oh my God. Well, I guess that's the kind of show this is going to be. No, (laughs) (laughs) the intention of my (laughs) self-imposed rule is to get beyond the fantasy tropes. I don't think um, I'm anti-prison cell necessarily or winged reptile but i think i think it's come across that i'm trying to take D and like mix them up a little bit give complexity where there wasn't any previously mm. all right you guys befriended a fish well there is that <laughs> that'll be that'll be something i guess future generations will have to decide okay yeah historians at some later date looking back all right so let's let's start i guess starting yeah <laughs> There's a weird energy in the in the podcast today. Let's see if, if we can harness it. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So this episode starts with Elias in darkness coming out of unconsciousness. He probably notices the pain in his arm first. Mm-hmm. But close behind that is voices. Uh, there are two distinct voices in the darkness. One is his mother. He recognizes immediately. Mm-hmm. And she says, no, no, you have to cut the crusts off. That's how he likes them. <laughs> and the second voice is also pretty instantly recognizable to him. And it says, he is a grown man. He can cut his own damn sandwiches. He has slain war chief and spy master. He does not need you to baby him, Valamin. Jeez. <laughs> like, at least just sort of groaning a bit as he's sort of coming to and reaches over with his right hand to sort of feel his arm, his left arm, that is. Yeah, and it feels really weird. It's like uh, pins and needles, like it fell asleep. Mm. Your new arm. Immediately, the two elven women in the room react to you moving and stop arguing about whatever food they were making you. You find yourself below deck of the Violet One. They've put you in, like in a nice little bed kind of situation. They've got like all they took all the blankets and towels <laughs> that were on there. They've built you like a little fort, and you're actually warm because they threw a blanket on you. Mm. And they've basically just been taking care of you for the morning while you've been unconscious. I also realized after the last session that the particularly grievous wound on Elise's right ear would have healed up as a result of that spell as well. So that's a that's a double win in that regard. Yeah. The regeneration spell is some end game level magic. Yes. Yeah, it's not anything to be taken lightly. So you're actually like your arm feels weird, but you also feel strangely like you're coming out of the the sleep you've been needing for weeks. Right. It is basically because it enhances the natural healing of the body. In a sense, it means that the normal recovery you'd get from a sleep is bolstered even more so, which is a, there's some perks to that. Yeah. Not sure it was worth necessarily what we traded, but hey. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd give quite a lot for a really, really good nap. That is true. <laughs> I mean, this is this was not just like a regular nap. This is like one of those coffee naps where you hit just the perfect timing. Yeah. So when you wake up from the nap, the caffeine kicks in. And you're re-energized. This is, is basically. Oh my god, it's it is, and it's good. Oh yeah, man. I mean, it, it's basically a combination of a power nap with coffee, and you have to time it perfectly, or else you fall asleep or don't get a nap. Here's here's the thing, like Skitch, don't try and lecture Austin about naps because he doesn't. Not yet, at mm-hmm. least. I think I think at one some point in time he said to me, "Why? Why nap? Naps are just tiny little deaths." So. Sometimes we all need to die for a little bit of time, but they come back to life. And that's what the nap is for. And it's nearly happened twice during this campaign. And, and Elias got through it pretty comfortably, I think. So Yeah. And now your elf moms are in the room with you. They're looking very concerned. They're they're trying too hard, perhaps, to look after your well-being as you're like, oh, let me feel my arm. And they're like bustling about and getting stuff and trying to, to take care of you. Elias sits up and just simply asks, uh, how... How long was I was I out for? It is morning, so we do not have clock technology. <laughs> <laughs> but basically just through the night, I take it. Yes. I think Violet is the only one still unconscious. I didn't see Violet when I got on the ship earlier. That is that is long story. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, on the one hand I'm glad still glad to help the way I did against that rider, but on the other, I'm not sure if it was worth it to go through with my hastily constructed plan. 
Yes, I, I heard the description of your battle. This the rider had uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? Balls. <laughs> no, a kobold bandolier, I hear. Yes, yes. That sounds like Gwendolyn, one of Lost's most prized spy masters. This will not go unanswered. I think you may have uh I think this may get worse before it gets better. Uh, of course. Of course my Judgment would lead to things getting worse. Elias sort of mutters. Sildiel shoots Joan like a a fucking look. Just like a lot of look. And she's like, don't worry about that now. You're safe. That's all that matters. We'll figure that other stuff out later. You would, I would, uh, Elias then adds, for a spy master, she was fairly incompetent when it came to actually fighting me. Yes, uh, spies are for sneaking and for finding information. <laughs> From what I understand, she did not expect you to continue fighting. She did not expect anyone to fight when she showed up once Welch was gone. Well, I feel like I still need to talk to Welch a bit about what happened. Maybe we might need to return sooner than expected, if only to better prepare for what the drow might do in response. Hmm. Uh. I think I should probably walk around a little bit and see how everyone else is doing, though. They're going to walk around with you. I think they're both going to try to, they're both going to offer some support. And, like, you can probably walk fine. You're actually, you're fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly. But they're going to mother hen around with you while you check out the Violet One. Does Is anybody there when Violet wakes up? Because uh, none of the NPCs care. <laughs> I was I was probably I was probably going to say that I imagine after learning that Violet had been transmogrified because I'm assuming during the night yeah um uh, drop has learned exactly that what this is that this has happened yeah Lavinia explained it at the at the cliffhanger of the last episode he's probably standing over Violet with his arms crossed looking very perplexed okay so Joan and Sildia whisked Elias away cleaned him up, got him a sandwich, and everyone just left Violet on deck. <laughs> just unconscious, face down on the Violet One's deck. Uh, and that's where she is when she wakes up, I guess, in the shadow of Drop, looking down on her. Okay. Violet gets up, and like she's still in attack mode, so she goes, Ugh! Karate chop! What? <laughs> yeah, it's... It's you. <laughs> Um, Violet looks around, notices there are no um, fish monsters anymore. Mm -hmm. Says, "Huh, I must have killed all the fish monsters." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> At this point, I think uh, Hunter and Lavinia walk behind Violet. <laughs> Lavinia's just showing him around, being like, "And this is the sails, and this is the food." And Hunter is just like, kind of just holding her hand and walking solemnly around. Mm -hmm. That sounds about right. He hasn't let you go. Like, you were hugging him hardcore at the end of the last episode, and now he just lives on your arm. That's because we're best friends. Like, it's cool. The only place where he feels comfort and safety. So he's... Aww. You might as well put him in your inventory. A new best friend. <laughs> um, but yep. Vi Violet says to Drop, Drop, you're back, and my feet are different now. I can see that. It's weird, right? Like, at first, I was like... Why is this happening to me? I am a unicorn. But then I stab someone, and I'm like, I can make this work. <laughs> it's it's easier than it looks. Yeah, cool. So, and then Violet thinks real hard for a second and says, human high five? 
a human high five. I want to see how these fingers work. I would like to think that Violet botches it. I don't want to roll for it. I just want to say that she does. Yeah, you can roleplay however you want, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say she misses, but she's like, yeah, nailed it. First try. Botches with advantage. Yeah. Drop very slowly, lowers his hand, and goes, yeah. Violet, Violet doesn't realize, like, she, she's still getting used to the idea of being human, but also getting used to the idea that she's, like, taller than most people. <laughs> um, So, like... The whole, you know, depth perception and stuff is like, she's mm. still figuring that out, too. Yeah, your eyes are on the front of your head. That's like a whole yeah. different scene, huh? Yeah, your eyes yeah. are now like a predator as opposed to a prey, so... Yeah. Your field of vision is really jacked up. Yeah. Huh. Drop, do you feel any envy that all the muscles that you worked your entire life to cultivate are just overshadowed by this horsewoman who just got it through magic? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think it's I don't think it's in Drop's nature to be particularly prideful. Yeah. But he's he's probably just very weirded out by the whole thing. Violet wants to know more about what's going on, so she says, Uh so Drop, did you find out any anything about what we're supposed to be killing? <laughs> the plot, aka what we're supposed to be killing. Yeah, what are we supposed to kill to solve the problem? A a little bit. And then I guess we'll just say that Drop fills mm -hmm. uh, a Violet in on the readings that they made about the uh, Kuatoa gods, um, about the uh, uh, professor's uh, portal theories. All right. Okay. Then then Violet says, oh, like a meat wheel. Yeah. Like a meat wheel. Cool. <laughs> like no one else who overhears that has any idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Then he's like, meat is gross. I don't know what they're talking about, but it sounds gross. Let's get out of here. <laughs> but seriously, like, what's our next, next step? That's my question. If you guys have things you want to do, tell me. If not, also tell me so I can do stuff. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure at some point at least is going to walk out. Job flying out ahead of him like he's some Disney princess or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. And... He will glance to his left, see nothing of note, glance to his right, see Drop standing in front of a giant woman that's probably 90% meat, and <laughs> panic, and reach for his sword in surprise. It's like, it's you again! Giant woman. Oh, uh, yeah, Elias, um, you know Violet, right? Elias just sort of glances to Violet, glances to Drop, glances back to Violet, and one second here, I'm just going to do a little bit of a aha moment for him in dice form. <laughs> Damn, that's a very good aha. Yeah. For the audience, Sketch rolled a 21 because he loves his investigation skill. He invested everything in it, and he never no, gets no, to that's, use it. No, that's actually his Arcana skill, which is identical to his investigation skill numerically. <laughs> Oh, well. They're, they're both plus nines, so... Yeah. He's so bummed whenever he can't use them. Yes, that is true. All right. Uh, but, well, Elias just like, so you weren't resurrected, but reincarnated. Yeah, I'm still the same old Violet, but with thumbs. Thumbs. And you do you know how to use a weapon with those thumbs of yours? I know a fish person who thinks so. <laughs> Also, Vinny, I stabbed her by accident. Um. <laughs> uh, and then Elias just sort of looks to drop. It's like, as soon as we have some downtime, we're going to need to train her how to use a weapon. 
properly. Oh yeah, most definitely. I feel pretty good, but whatever. So are we are we gonna like smash a water god or no? Actually, Violet, um, oh. I have an I have an equally important task for you that does not involve smashing anything except smashing us all with um knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and Elias reaches then into kind of his his backpack and pulls out um the Wheels Within Wheels book, saying, You can read Celestial. Yep, I sure can. Elias sort of flips open the book to a random page and just kind of shows it to her. Does this stuff can you actually read it is the question. Like out of character here. Like I'm gonna say I assume that Violet can read it, so if she's she can see it, then uh I'd like to know what it what it says. Yeah. You can read this stuff if you want to take the time to do so. It's a like a full book and a lot of stuff's hidden throughout it. So if you guys want to spend if you want to spend time doing that right now, Violet, then you can. I, I, I'd like I'd like to figure it out and you, you can just give me the cliff notes version of what she learns. Oh, okay, so there's two important things here. One is that just Violet takes the book and I think goes and sits down and starts reading it. And I'll, I'll tell you what you find in a second. The other important thing is this is a good time to mention that the entire premise of this campaign is that the waters are rising and eventually they will engulf everyone and everyone will die. That's that's still true. Like the clock is ticking and I'm keeping track of it. I haven't brought it to the forefront because I wanted you guys to focus on you know other issues. But as we reach the end of this campaign, it's going to become more important and so i think you guys need to start thinking like quite seriously about how you spend your time mm-hmm. because even though you don't in character know exactly how long you have yeah the world is still moving so that's oh, yeah. just something i want to throw out there so if violet's going to sit down and read which you've committed to if everyone else just sits around with their thumb up their butt not a great yeah you can all do stuff usage of your time yeah i mean elias wouldn't want violet to read over the entirety of the book mm-hmm. on the ship if only because he has a suspicion that Professor Chance would know of possible specific topics to look for within the book or otherwise, and having Professor Chance around to perhaps guide Violet towards mm-hmm. specific areas of interest would be more useful. Yeah. He just wants to confirm that Violet can, in fact, read and comprehend on a basic level what's coming out from the book. Yeah. So Violet does. So, like, starting off... It's kind of like a celestial preamble to the thing. Like, here's why we're hiding in the, this stuff in here. The author says that the archmages of Mithrandane have kind of outlawed a lot of magic in preparation for some coming calamity, some catastrophe, and that magic would draw attention to them. It's just safer if everyone just low-keys the magic for a while. So this book is them kind of hiding some stuff from the archmages until that blows over. And as she reads on, she kind of figures out that it was Elias's father that he was, you know, part of some group who was like, let's, you know, protect all this knowledge. Let's hide it away and keep it from the authorities. So kind of Elias's boring ass <laughs> librarian dad was kind of like uh, almost like a knowledge rebel. And they used Celestial because they f- felt very righteous about this. They felt this was a good cause that even if the Archmages didn't understand that this was stuff that needed to be pre- preserved. So it's like a bunch of nerds storing data in hexadecimal because they want to be just that little bit of fancier. (laughs) They're like old book hackers. Old-timey book hackers, yeah. So uh, Deerta Valamin, Elias' dad, basically used this book to hide a bunch of planar calculations, like almost like tables that you could plug other data into. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the movie Pi. <laughs> okay. So you think if you have the rest of Professor Chance's data, you could plug it into Deerta's notes, and the conclusion that will result from that is the location of the portal you're looking for. Okay. Violet is able to understand. She doesn't like understand all the math, but she understands right. like here's where stuff goes. If I had that, I could plug it in. She could construct like what the formula is from it. Exactly. But not go through the calculations, whereas Leas could probably take the formula and do the calculations. Exactly. Yeah. You don't okay. need to be a mathematician to recognize a formula. Okay. So that's what you get. Uh, Violet, you know, Elias's dad is kind of a, a secret low-key badass, and you can share that or not. <laughs> it's up to you. Vi Violet has no reason to conceal any information from the group, so she, she, she shares what she learns. And Elias is surprised, to say the least, especially because, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, the author on Wheels Within Wheels is not even stated anywhere explicitly on the book itself. Correct. It looked like just a boring political treatise that is mm. apparently by design meant to make people not want to actually look through it. <laughs> wow. This is far more useful than I thought it would be. Here, and Elias sort of sets out just a one of the pieces of paper and a writing utensil for Violet. Could you uh, mark down, well, the, the formula, as it were, for determining the location of... Uh, the, the the portal, Violet. Intelligence check, Violet. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. What what exactly is this check for? I don't I don't entirely understand. To translate the celestial into a form that Elias oh okay can okay. hold in case the book is destroyed or Violet explodes or okay. something. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to translate the book. Okay, uh, two right. things. Two things. Uh, one. Oh. I'm going to have Job through his Fey magic <laughs> try to aid Violet in a way that will give her advantage on the roll, and out of character would point that Vinny should probably try to impart bardic inspiration. Oh, I can't, though, can I? I don't have an instrument right now. Hey, hey, Vinny. Yeah? Somebody on this boat still has a set of bagpipes. <laughs> if y'all want to, like, hook up stuff to Violet's brain to make this roll happen, like, I'm cool with that. Just let me know what it is. Okay, I have no idea about how the bird is supposed to help translating, but I think... It makes me happy. <laughs> you don't need to do that at a character. Elias can just go to Lavinia and say, like, can you play Violet some thinking music? Like, the Jeopardy theme or something? And then you guys, in character, can work out what her instrument situation is. Right. Okay, well, I'm assuming Sketch... Or not Sketch. Elias asked me, hey, can you do Bardic Inspiration? And I'm like, oh no, I don't have an instrument. I can't do any magic if I don't have an instrument. Drops like I I have my bagpipes. I mean, oh boy, they're not as easy to sing with. But if you want to give them a whirl, oh geez, well I guess I'll try it. Lavinia <laughs> doesn't have proficiency with bagpipes, I don't think. So I should have to roll uh, performance. Yep. So minus three from whatever you're adding to it. Okay. I rolled a twelve. So you take Drops bagpipes and you play a little bit and you're okay at it. You're above average. You're, you're, you're a pretty talented musician, but you're unfamiliar. So I'm going to say, based on that role, you can use bagpipes as a spell casting focus mm -hmm. in order to get any kind of proficiency and stuff. You're going to need to train with Drop during some downtime. We'll get to that in a minute, but for Violet, Violetness, yeah. Yeah. So yay, inspiration. That is a 1d8 for you, Leon. Okay. So that would be a d20 plus a d8 
plus your intelligence modifier, which is probably a penalty. <clears throat> you mean minus the intelligence modifier? <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. All right, hold on. All right. Ooh, it's actually good! <laughs> <laughs> so, with a 17, Violet translates it accurately enough. If there are any mistakes, and there are probably a couple, I think Professor Chance will catch that if you show it to him. Mm-hmm. This, this looks good enough. Everyone looks at it and goes, that makes sense to me. So, you think you're fine. And Lavinia, are you adding the bagpipes to your inventory and drop removing them? Um, I don't think that's necessary yet. I'll hold on to the bagpipes. Violet is smiling a lot. She's like, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> All right, you, you beam with pride, and now Hell yeah. you have the item translated portal equations. Mm-hmm. I do ships and I do portal equations, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who wants to hold on to that. Probably not Violet. Violet doesn't even have pockets, so she's mm. she's going to hand it to Elias. Yeah, uh, Elias will take it, carefully fold it, and set it in his supplies, and I'm going to double-check if I have anything else that can protect it for the time being. I don't think so. Yeah, Elias, after nearly 30 hours, Elias has still not got around to getting a waterproof bag against all odds. <laughs> Drop delicately empties the spit valve on his bagpipes. <laughs> Rude. Elisa says, well, uh, to make complete use of this, we'd have to travel back in there and meet with Professor Chance. But based on what was happening last night, Vinny, it seems like you've got yourself wrapped up in something. Yeah, that's a fair <laughs> assessment of uh, the situation. Yeah, fish. Fish, fish that are probably coming back. Yeah, so you should probably not sit in one spot while we figure this out, because the fish are probably gonna come back for their other fish, who is now my best friend. They are probably gonna recognize the boat, Finny. I'm saying they'll recognize the boat, but if we don't sit in one spot, it'll be harder for them to figure out where we are if we're moving. Well, true. That also might make it difficult for us if we wanted to go back on shore to visit with Professor Chance. <sighs> And if we go and visit Professor Chance and then come back and you guys are moving or we're moving, because that sounds a lot like leaving people behind. Well, we'll have the vial still. So whenever we, we're we ready to go back on the boat, it'll tell them like to come back to the spot where they dropped us off. But they wouldn't have to wait at the spot they dropped us off. Well, how would we know when they were there? Oh, man, if only one of you had a spell that could send messages. Yeah. Mm. Also, I can send messages. Fair enough. While this is happening, Violet is going over to the wheel of the ship and <laughs> noticing how much easier it is now. <laughs> I mean, Isaac's using it. Are you going to just push him out of the way? Yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm so, I'm, Violet says, uh, I'm the captain. I'll take over now. <laughs> Isaac's like, whatever, bro. <laughs> Good. That's right. Violet kind of puffs up her, out her chest a little, just, you know, to establish dominance. And then <laughs> he goes... <laughs> he, he says... Call me if you can't handle it. <laughs> Violet looks like she wants to throw something at him, but she's like, whatever, I want. Uh, and then she starts pressing buttons. All right. Okay, what do I roll to find spare wood that is not being used on the ship? I'm trying very hard not to make any wood jokes. I fully expected you to. Yeah, I'm a bad person. Probably who's who's would be best at woodworking here? I think Sheriff K... Yeah, <laughs> we're on the same page. Good. It's probably the person you want to talk to. He'll probably just go around the ship breaking things. That's fine. Covertly, just like smashing <laughs> pickle barrels or whatever whatever barrels are on ships and stuff and just gathering up wood for you. 
Okay. And I don't think anybody's going to stop him because he's large. Yeah. Okay, so Vinny has proficiency with liars, which is like a little loot thing. It's pronounced Lear. Lear? I don't know, man. I'm not a scientist. Is it? All right. Yeah, right? Is it not? Mm-hmm. Let's, I'll, let's take a vote. Who thinks it's pronounced Lear? L-Y-R-E. Mm-hmm. should Google it. Uh, it looks like Lear, Greek, Lyra. Well, whatever. I'm dumb. It's fine. Moving along. <laughs> Let's all pronounce it liar anyway. Yeah. Okay. I think that adds a subtext to it that I'm not comfortable with, but let's go. Dang, son. <laughs> it's just like, a, for for the audience, it's basically like a handheld harp. Yep. Yes. And I made sure to take all my strings before I gave Welch my loot. So I'm going to go to Kay and be like, hey, dad, I don't have an instrument anymore and I don't like bagpipes very much. They're weird. <laughs> I have all these strings. Do you think you could carve me uh, a lyre that I could like use for magicking? He says, sure, but it's going to take him a bit. He doesn't know if you want to wait for that. Mm-hmm. It's still morning now, but if you guys are going to keep doing stuff on the ship, it's quickly going to not be anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's still something to put in. Like, I can use the bagpipes until it's ready, but it'll be easier and better for me. All right, you put in an order for one lyre. Yes. As captain of the ship, I want to roll to see if I notice him breaking shit on my, on my ship. I mean, he'd be doing it downstairs, but you can try. Uh, what do I roll for that? Perception. Perception with disadvantage. 12 and 15, so 12. While you're up there pushing buttons at the captain's station, you probably do hear a couple of crunches from below deck. I don't know if you assign any particular meaning to them. It just sounds like someone like knocked a chair over. I don't think Violet would. Okay, never mind. Which, I mean, is what happened. He just knocked it over and then, you know, stomped on yeah. it a couple of times. And <laughs> yeah. Violet thinks, I hope nobody's breaking the pickle barrels. <laughs> you guys, we've established both pickle barrels and pickle jars on the ship. It's a very pickle-heavy <laughs> vessel. It used to be a pickle ship. <laughs> it's canon now! <laughs> right. Okay. There's always a smell. I thought it was universal knowledge that the gnomes that we stole, gnomes loved pickles. Like, intensely. Lorelei gnomes are known throughout the entire plane. As, like, their stereotypical trait is they just fucking love pickles. They can't get enough of them. They just pickle everything, like that fucking uh, Portlandia episode. Yeah. Okay, so I am going to go ahead and take the bagpipes just while that's being made, because just in case. Okay, we reversed that decision already. Yeah, I didn't know how long the the lyre... I mean, I keep trying to say lyre. Okay, so I'm taking taking bagpipes out of my inventory then? Yeah. You get them back, don't worry. I was never very good with them in the first place. That's very true. (laughs) No offense. Violet genuinely doesn't know what to do, what we're doing next, because she only kind of gets it. Right. As soon as you guys want to, like, I don't know, like, punch the portal or whatever it is we're supposed to be doing, uh, I'm down. Violet's just at the ship waiting for, like, um, a direction. Elias basically gets Vinny and Drop and Violet, uh, hopefully without Hunter. I don't think he's really letting go. He's not going to let go of Lavinia's hand unless forced to. The arithmetic of the situation is Drop and Elias can teleport, and they can take one person each. So And Sildial can teleport, too. We're not, we're not teleporting through yet. I don't know if we want to engage this plan yet, but I might have a contingency plan in case things don't work out and we're not able to stop what's flooding this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Run away, basically. Yes. <laughs> I guess. I don't know if I'll go with you. I can't just leave, you know, my dad's behind in my village. Yeah, but, like, is the alternative, like, drowning or something? This is 
being proposed for the time being as a worst case scenario. Everyone is going to die no matter what. And at the very least, we can save ourselves. I think Lavinia is probably acutely aware that of all the regions in Lorelei, the Ragged Woods have the lowest elevation. Like, remember, even very early, I think episode five, when you guys were trudging there, like, it was ankle deep already. So her family will be the first to go. I think she's probably more, like, urgently, like, we need to accomplish, we need to do something. My, my first goal is to stop what's happening, or even better, reverse it. What I am saying is that thanks to Violet, we might have a way to escape into the Feywild together if necessary. Okay, that's a cool plan B, Elias, but what about plan A? Drop might have a little bit more insight, but it's predicated on the, the creature that's in the ocean and where it might have come from. I think that somebody made a portal that leads to another dimension and maybe the giant thing in the ocean that's kind of turning everybody into bones kind of came through it or maybe it was like a side effect of it or maybe even the thing that the Kuatoa wished for so if we're gonna stop the waters from coming I sort of feel like we need to find who opened that portal and then kill him I'm gonna, I have to ask Hunter if he knows anything about that. Uh, I think you are aware of the way Geshes work, and I don't know how much he could tell you. Well, he could do the same thing where he's like, oh, I can't talk about it. I feel like if I was like, hey, do you know anything about, or I guess I could just detect his thoughts. Good. Okay. Uh, well, I, don't have, I can't, uh, I can't make noises with my mouth and also bagpipe at the same time. No, that counts as the vocal. Oh, it does? Okay, cool. The idea for the vocal, somatic, and material components is, like, for balance reasons, you have to have so many hands free right. and not be silenced by the silence spell and stuff. Right, right. Okay, well, I'm going to try to detect his thoughts then. Without bringing it up, are you going to force your way in? Um, if you recall during the Jones scene, Drop was making her think of it, so you just reached in and looked. Otherwise, the way the detect thoughts spell works is you have to basically mind jack him. Okay, then I think I should tell him, because we're bros. Mm. Austin, have you even seen the movie Mind Jack? No, but I've played the video game Mind Jack. I'm thinking of a different Mind Jack. <laughs> okay. Um, Hunter, this is gonna be weird, but I'm gonna have to do some magic and maybe listen to some of your thoughts. So I'm just telling you now that if something weird happens, don't be mad at me. It's just me trying to help everyone. Okay? I promise I won't do anything to hurt you. Uh... Okay. <laughs> he seems deeply confused. Just chill out. If anything weird happens in, like, your mind, it's cool. Just, like, don't... Just trust me, okay? I don't have any other options. Cool. One of you, ask him about the ocean thing. I'm gonna do bagpipes. <laughs> that was a bagpipe noise. Uh, no one else has tongues. You're gonna have to burn spells on tongues, is what's happening. I was thinking about Free Jack. Is what I was thinking of, not mind jack. Although it's weird because in free jack there is some mind jacking that goes on. I bet tongues is a touch spell, so you can grant it to someone else. Everyone has the, all their slots back. Everyone rested. Everyone's at full HP, full hit dice, Pokemon Center condition. It's also got Emilio Estevez in it. So, t <laughs> so you you can just touch Hunter and grant him the ability to understand and speak common. Yeah, because then it's like works for everybody. 
Okay, so you burn one slot for tongues and one for detect thoughts. Yes. And those are two different spells. Yay. All right. Let us role play. All right. Mm. So, uh, Elias, it'd be better if you ask him the questions while I'm bagpiping. Let's play good cop, good cop. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Elias and Drop will both be the good cop and will ask questions like, does the name Umberly mean anything to you? Or... Here's, here's a piece of paper. I'm going to start drawing a sketch of the suspect. Can you tell us if this is the person who broke the cookie jar and opened a plane to the Astral Sea? And then I'll be like, only if you really want to, you know, can I get you a cookie? You know, do you need a glass of water? Elias will slam his hands on the table and say, we want to be very reasonable and make sure that you are calm and comfortable and safe during this interrogation. Do you need your pillow fluffed? We can get you a fluffier pillow if necessary. Drop is going to loosen his tie a little bit and point a finger very angrily at him and say, I just want you to feel safe and listen to. Uh, I would like a pillow and I would like a cookie. I don't know what that is, but it sounds delicious. <laughs> I do know Umberly. She is very strong. We like her. Mm. So, uh, Hunter, we've heard a lot of the Kuatoa talking to Mother lately and that, that Mother's has has stopped listening. Do you know why that would be? No, we don't know why she stopped listening. It's been years. Did did the Kuatoa maybe do anything to confuse her or make her feel jealous or just change the way that she felt about you? That's that's the greatest tragedy of our people is that we don't know what we did wrong to upset her. Uh, did you I mean, you guys maybe make a deal with someone. I can't talk. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. What am I wiggling around in the brain? What am I hearing? Lavinia, you get up all in that green. You get all up in that fish brain. All up in that fish think meat. And you're wiggling around in there. And you see images of Kuatoa, a huge meeting hall, a sort of congregation on the sea floor. All the Kuatoa standing among the seaweed, like parishioners and pews. And at the head of it, there are these uh, stone statues mm -hmm. to various sea gods. You see a, a, a human woman with lobster claws and a lobster head. Mom! <laughs> you see a woman made of waves, almost, like, like water made anthropomorphic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see a giant eel with tentacles. You see all kinds of other fish and fish creature hybrids they've taken the greek approach to sea theology which is just anybody who's strong and likes water with us is a-okay in our book please also make us strong please share your strong with us and you see all of them they're just gripped with evangelical energy and they're just whipped into a frenzy and at the front of the congregation is father and he has his big scary hook weapon and he's shaking it around and he's making speeches and everyone seems ecstatic. You get the sense that this is a happy memory for Hunter. And there are all kinds of gnomes bound and tied up on in front of these statues and father goes from gnome to gnome, just peeling them like oranges with his weapon, basically just taking their skin off one, uh, sheet at a time and it's horrific and you have a hard time staying in the memory i think um, but you do notice all of their tongues are totally normal in this memory they just as far as you like you've seen fish before <laughs> and they look like the mouths that fish have and then it fast forwards and you see 
a similar scene, but the fervor is gone, the enthusiasm and the energy, and Father is at the head of this congregation, and he's explaining that the Sea Mother hasn't asked for any sacrifices, that none of their gods have, and there's just silence when he, he asks for blessings or power or forgiveness or anything, and everyone seems very worried. And because they share a kind of gestalt subconscious, this depression, this trauma that is inherent to all of them is like a virus throughout their psyches. And they, as a species, as a collective, are brought low to crushing, depressing lows. And you feel it because you're in Hunter's memory. And they feel despondent in a way that, that you feel viscerally in his mind. And then you hear a voice from behind you. And I don't know that Lavinia has any memory of this voice, although there was a Lavinia who once made a deal with it. Well, I would remember it from uh, from Joan, from when I detected her thoughts. That's true. So this Lavinia actually does recognize the voice as Zavala from Joan's memory. And it's the same spiel. You, All of you are on death's door with grief. You're at your lowest point. You are a negativity cyclone. <laughs> I can tell that you all would give me anything. And so they do. And they make the deal with Zavala. And they say the words. And they get their heart's desire, which is all of their gods. <laughs> and you see in this staging area, the crowd of Kuatoa, father in front of these statues, and the behind him, just the shadow of this looming abominable monstrosity tentacles and teeth and arms and head and blood and barnacles the size of skyscrapers as they get all of their gods all at once oh. from a hundred portals in the bottom of the sea of Lorelei, as every sea god they've ever worshipped is torn from their home plane and combined into this monstrosity into this fleshy screaming psychologically shattered being that stalks the oceans with its long serpentine tentacles of scorching hellish acid. Well, that's embarrassing. <clears throat> mm. And you see behind Father, as he turns to it and tries to address it, asking it what it wants, what they can do for it, if they can serve it. And it's, it's just, it has no mind anymore, no sense of self. It's just so much evil and so much instinct combined in some kind of unholy unthinking apocalyptic monstrosity and see kids this is why you don't let chaotic creatures interbreed with lawful creatures it just messes up the, the order of things so this is a good after school special we got going on here i hate a messed up order <laughs> so Lavinia, I don't know how long you can stay in here because between the, the human sacrifice and the looking on the face of what they call mother, capital M, capital O-T-H-E-R, mother, but is really a combination of Umberly, Dagon, the sea mother, and a, a hundred other minor sea gods that they have... Minor league gods. That they have mm -hmm. slammed together into some Frankenstein hell horror that now protrudes from the bottom of the Sea of Lorelei from, once again, a, just a field of portals. They're underwater during all of this because they're Kuatoa. That's where they hold their right. ceremonies in case that wasn't clear. And there's just a field, a prairie of portals and just meat 
just flesh coming out of all of them and forming into one just hellish monster with writhing tentacles that it stretches out all throughout the ocean. And that's what you see. Cool. So I guess, yeah, I'm done with that. I'm out of there. Uh, and uh, Vinny's going to cry a lot. <laughs> and Jeff's like, did you find the person we need to kill to stop this? No, Drop, drop is, drop is going to ask Hunter. He's just going to say, Hunter, you know, this isn't a question about something that you can't talk to me about. But if there was something that you did that you couldn't talk about, would you have done it before or after the ocean started to rise? He says, would he like the ocean? The ocean is love. The ocean is life. Me too. Ocean's great. I spend all day on it, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm just curious. <laughs> um, guys, I think I figured it out, and it is no bueno. Can you talk about it right here, Vinny? Um, yeah. Uh, so, like, here's the thing. And I explained to them what happened. Do you explain it to any NPCs or just the player characters? I think for right now, just the player characters. Okie dokie. Elias's eyes progressively get wider, and if he had pupils, they would, they would constrict as he starts to realize the gravity of the situation. Yeah, so that's bad. So a hundred planar oceans are emptying into Lorelei, and there's a hellish combo god beast down there, and it's linked to literally every Kuatoa in the region. I don't think I can punch that many Kuatoa. Drop, uh, Leah sort of like steps aside and pulls Drop with him for a moment. That's that's a lot of Kuatoa to punch. Uh, drop over here, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> drop uh, goes to Elias. This is this has got to be possibly the worst situation that we could be in for this. I mean, one portal. I could I could punch I could punch one one portal guy. That's too many guys to punch. It's not even just a matter of punching. I'm pretty sure if we told people what the solution was, they would easily band together to effectively commit genocide here. Yeah. The the problem is, is either the Kuatoa die, at least as many that are necessary to stop the gashes, mm. or everyone here dies. Yeah. Can I hear what's happening? No, I, I pulled drop aside intentionally to whisper this to like. <laughs> this is the genocide talk, all right? Okay, yeah, probably not good for in front of Lavinia. Especially not with Hunter, you know, holding on to her hand still. Yeah. Yeah. This is particularly bad, and I, I think we should go to Professor Chance first, figure out that information. Mm-hmm. There's, there's still the matter of uh, the engineers, the prisoners. Yes. Is that is that right? That the 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 drow have. Yes, but but this also means that Joan isn't strictly correct about what's causing the flooding. It's indirectly because of what happened with her and the others. Yeah, I mean, because they they stopped gods needing sacrifices, didn't they? And that led the Kuatoa to be desperate because their sacrifices weren't working, and therefore they made the deal. So, with regards to flooding, killing the Blackhearts off won't stop the flooding. Ah. You've done it. 29 episodes in. You've solved the mystery. Wait, what's going on? Oh my god! <laughs> so, Alicia says, that, that means, in order to save 
the people that are remaining on this plane, we'll need to kill off the Kuatoa, unless there's some other way we can break the Gesh by interfering with the person who's made the agreement in the first place. Z- Zavala. We either kill Zavala, get Zavala to, to call off the Gesh, or we kill all the Kuatoa. Mm, not only does Sketch have all the pieces, but he sees the routes. I figured that out too. Is Violet part of this conversation? Can I interject something? No, this is just dropping Elias for the time God being. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, drop, drop can't do this in character. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I put these pieces together, but Drop yeah. cannot absolutely do this in character with an intelligence of what? Yeah, eight. That's true. I wouldn't know if I'd do it in character, but out of character, I Nine. Know. Okay. Yeah. At least his highest stat is intelligence. He's not even. He's intentionally made himself a worse rogue to be a better wizard smart boy. So, <laughs> our smartest boy. At least, like, okay, you agree that we should go to Professor Chance first with Violet. That might give us an outside shot at maybe finding where Zavala operates from, because obviously not in this plane. Right, but we also can tell him about the other portals that have been opened. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh I think I think we have a I think we have step 1 of a plan. Right. Well, we're going to need to get moving then because I don't know how much longer we can survive with that many holes open in the bathtubs of the other planes as it were. <laughs> yeah, I hope nothing else comes through. The material the material plane has effectively become the sewage uh <laughs> system of multiple planes at once you realize getting the filth that is the combination of all their deities merged into one. Yeah. Yeah, other stuff might come through too. <laughs> if people know how to exploit it, sure. That would also be a problem. I just I just can't picture this being a good thing. <laughs> the only thing this plane would be good for at this rate would be for some sort of over-budgeted spectacle of a show that completely fails at drawing an audience, mostly because everyone would already be dead. But it certainly wouldn't ruin anyone's career in the process. Is that a Waterworld joke? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Maybe. So Drop and Elias finish their aside. What do you guys want to yeah. do? Because I would like to get like a couple actual events that I can describe in the description of this episode. <laughs> Elias is going to withhold explaining... Everything he's sort of kind of inferred from what Vinny said, but he's going to propose pretty assuredly. Step one, we need to get to Professor Chance and... Talk some truth. Get some of this information out to him, work out that plan B while we figure out a way to, well, get to the Kuatoa, potentially. All right, so you guys are teleporting? What are the teams? I mean, Welch is still here, right? Do you want to get her? Well, I mean, Welch can teleport and take someone else with her easily enough. Yeah, but that's probably going to cost us. Are you inviting Welch, is my question. I would suspect we would want to invite Welch anyway, since Welch, I would suspect Welch would prefer being back with the machines now that she knows that the drow have tried to attack. Are you inviting Welch, is my question. <laughs> yes. You look for Welch, you do not find her. Okay, then she probably has already gone back on her own. Not that anyone know as soon as the day came. Uh, you ask you ask around, no one saw her go. Not surprising. So that means that we have a total of three people who can teleport and bring one plus one. Uh, just, just, just a second here, uh, Austin. Yeah. Can I roll some... I'm going to roll investigation here to see if anything looks just a little bit off on the ship, if that's okay with you. Yeah, investigation, you said? Yeah, investigation. Crit! Nice. Yeah. Uh, so Drop looks around. 
uh, where he knows Welch was sleeping and, and basically discovers that the bed is undisturbed. So she was never sleeping. And after she took deep blue and the loot did not go back to bed. You don't, th- you don't see anything else missing, but you get the impression that she's actually been gone for a while. Right. And you, you guys just didn't notice. Okay. We had our own shit going on. No, that's um, it's not a not a judgment. <laughs> but yeah, she appears to have she appears to be long gone, and also she's eaten all her pickles. <laughs> all all the pickles. My are investigation gone. <laughs> isn't good, but I want to roll investigation to see if there's any like particularly extra wet spots that maybe uh, look like a fish may have climbed up it. Uh, I mean, he crit. No, you don't find any fish. So she probably wasn't kidnapped. No, nah, he would. Austin would be obliged to tell me, basically. Uh, <laughs> Elise is going to assume that Welch just went back to the village. Yeah, I mean that seems that seems like a reasonable assumption. So we can only take three people total with us, which means we got Sildiel taking one, me taking one, and Drop taking one. So uh, one of us needs to take Violet. Okay, I'll take Violet. I just, I mean, I just need to know, know who's going. You don't necessarily need to do teams unless you want to, like, ship teams. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just making... I do. I'm sure in my head if there's anyone else that needs to come with. I don't think Joan wants to come with, so that's not going to be it, so... I mean, Hunter probably does. Hunter insists on going. Yeah, so it'd probably be you three, Violet, me, and Hunter. All right. I guess, Drop, who do you take? That's the only person I'm interested in. Who are you holding close as you teleport? Very uncomfortably, I'll, I'll take Violet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. very uncomfortably. Okay. Um, Vi- does someone let Violet in on what the plan is, or or, or does Josh just say, "Hey, we're going places"? Uh, Elise has said we're like we're going to we're going to the village to meet with this person, Professor Chance, to mm-hmm. go over what's been happening with the portals. Okay, for now. All right. Isaac takes the steering wheel back and goes, "Yeah, I know. It's a lot of responsibility. I can handle it." <laughs> Don't touch my buttons while I'm gone. Perhaps we should warn Isaac about the maybe the Kuatoa coming back. No, you guys explained the the plan to have the ship move and then use the vial and then use message. Right. All right. Word. Okay. So the ship uh, will be moving while you guys are gone, and then as long as nothing goes horribly wrong, you'll be able to get back onto okay. it. Yay. So, uh, so drops teleporting, uh, Violet there. Yeah. Okay. When uh when drop uh, uh touches uh Violet, she kind of blushes because <laughs> <laughs> I want. I- I want the fan art, <laughs> so I want I want to let everyone know that that definitely happened, and that's it. That's all I got. All right, Drop and Violet are the only ones who can't see in the dark. So when they land on the beach, they're in total darkness while they're holding each other. Oh yeah, hold me closer, giant lady. <laughs> the rest of you have dark vision, and you can see these two nerds. <laughs> G- guys, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I can't see still. I see you too. <laughs> Leah's, you know, let's go of of Hunter, so Hunter can go back to Vinny. He glomps her. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and Elias uh, casts light and um, just holds up one hand that has light on it so that he can, you know, lead the way. All right, you guys make your way down to Hole in the Earth. Mm-hmm. The same situation. You know where to go. You hear the distant sound of machines rumbling. If there's nothing else you want to do on the way there, you make it without incident. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys are like, look, we didn't get murdered. It's so- oh, it was a happy day for me when I don't get murdered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys make it into Hole in the Earth. The drider has been cleaned up. The Volleywogs are more or less back to their usual business. They see you coming in, and they definitely acknowledge you because it's, it's weird to have visitors. But it isn't until they see Elias that the village is kind of like roused from 
curiosity to excitement. And they they all just like start gathering around Elias and croaking at him. Aww. Elias is sort of like looks uh, around at them a bit surprised and then just quickly casts uh, Comprehend Languages on himself to uh, as soon as he starts hearing the croaking. And so Elias can hear them as they say like, oh my gosh, you're alive. We thought you were dead. It's a, it's a miracle. Thank you. Thank you for saving my brother. You did it. You're a hero. Elias like clearly blushes at sort of like the attention, but he can't speak back very uh, well. So looks to see if he can find um, the Zigman. Yeah. Ziggy. Perception? Yeah, perception is 18 for perception. Yeah, you would notice, because there's only a couple people who have the aptitude to be Welch's disciples who wear the wizard clothes or anything. And also Ziggy is wearing a naval uniform, which means that you could pretty quickly pick out the the important bullywugs in this village and you do not see Ziggy. The only named character you see is the crusher standing at his post outside the door, which is closed. Well, uh, Elias will... You know, move through the crowd of bullywugs and sort of make his way towards the library, leading the others along. Yep. So you're all six of you make your way into the library. Uh, Professor Chance is floating in his chair, violins, same business. Nothing, nothing surprising or new. He sees you coming in and floats down. Elias sort of waves up to Professor Chance, like, uh, "Hello, Professor. We-, we have some news to tell you. It's not good. Well, it's a mixture of." Good and not good. The The good news is we actually have some answers. Uh, the not good news is what the answers actually are. Well, that makes two good news for the day and one bad, so I think that balances out. What's the other good news from your part? Oh, Welch stopped by. She said that uh, she'd have my energy soon. Your The energy for making the portal? Yeah, to, to get to that Zavala guy. Oh, interesting. She said she made a, she made a breakthrough. I think I know where she might have gotten that breakthrough from, incidentally. But for now, uh, basically, and Elias will proceed to explain details of two things. One, the portals in the ocean that would be contributing to both the flooding as well as the origin of the monster in the waters. Are you saying this in front of Hunter? Not not at this point. Hunter doesn't speak common. Okay, tongues is over. Right. Elias glances over to Vinny, though, admitted, like, to sort of hand motions if she wants to step out with him or such. Yeah, I'll go see what Welch is up to, if they'll let me in. Okay. Yeah, you explained all the plot stuff you learned to Professor Chance. Yep. And he says, wow, seems like we need uh, an army of some kind if we want to go down there and uh, put an end to that problem. That is, if we want to take down that route as a way to resolve the oceans. I mean, it resolves the oceans, but not the other portals. To be fair, yeah, and also it maybe there's a way to persuade Zavala off from these portals. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> At least, sort of laughs nervously. It doesn't seem like we have any good options. We have the one where we're at the mercy of the physical manifestation of the concept of sacrifice, and option two is genocide an entire species of sapient life. Yes. Not a huge fan of either. Neither am I, but unfortunately, given the nature of these portals, we we seem to have our hands tied behind our backs, as it were. And then failing both of those, I guess we could always escape. Which is the other bit of good news, I guess. Okay. Uh, Elias sort of motions towards Violet. This is uh, my friend, Violet. She, uh, she understands Celestial, and with her help, uh, we were able to infer 
the information from Wheels Within Wheels to triangulate where the portal would appear to escape back into the Feywild. Sounds good. Let me take a look at that. Uh, Elias sort of withdraws the paper from his bag that has the uh, calculations and places it out on the table where everyone can see it. So you guys are going to do that. In the meantime, uh, Lavinia and Hunter walk over to the entrance to Welch's lab and the Crusher's there. Okay. Um, He's a big old froggo. Yeah, they don't speak common. So I'm going to um, use my last level three spell slot to cast tongues on myself. Be like, mm-hmm. hey, Crusher, remember me? Yes, you're a small tree lady. Uh, is, um, is Welchin? Yes, she's very busy. Oh, can I speak to her? I don't think she wants to be disturbed right now. She's in the middle of something very important. Is Ziggy in there? No, Ziggy went to take care of the drow, I think. Oh, what does that mean? I mean, I just guard the door. Okay, well, that's cool, I guess. Yeah, I'll just walk away a little bit so I'm not, like, super obvious and right in front of Crusher. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to start playing the bagpipes <laughs> so that I can cast Message. Mm. Okay. And be like, hey, uh, Welch, it's me, Vinny. Just wanted to have a chat with you. But I know you're probably busy, but, like, let's chat, please, thanks. I'm going to send that to Welch. A really interesting thing you just did. I have literally no idea how she would respond to that. Suck it. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Magic marketers, you know, you, you try to get work done and they just send messages right into your mind asking you to take a survey in efforts to sell you products that you really don't need. Mm-hmm. Insurance on machines? I mean, come on, I'm maintaining all these myself. I don't need insurance. Yeah, she's a tel- she's telemarketing this frog scientist. Uh Welch answers back, unless you have any more magic items, don't speak to me anymore. Cold. Okay, well, I'm going to harumph and go back to the library because I don't want to, like, piss her off. She's a really powerful frog. And I'm going to tell uh, Elias, well, everyone, I guess, what she said. Yeah, you you come in and deliver that to some of the characters while the other characters are watching the translation go on. And uh, Professor Chance does a few more calculations with a flourish of his pen and then compares it to his map, which he puts a big X on and says, right here. The portal to the Feywild will open up in about a week, uh, right off the coast of Akamoros here. Unfortunately, it's quite high in the air, so if you guys want to follow me back... We're going to need to be able to fly. You're going to need an airship. Or jump really well. I am pretty good at jumping. Yeah, I mean... You may be very good at jumping. This is cloud level. This is unjumpable. I feel like if if I get on drop shoulders. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are keeping any kind of notes, uh, but <laughs> if route A is try your luck with Zavala, route B is genocide the Kuatoa to stop the rising sea, and route C is escape to the Feywild, you need to put an asterisk next to route C and say requires airship. Okay. We're, we're kind of like at a Chrono Trigger thing here, and I feel like we should kill Lavos. <laughs> so that that's that's sort of that's how I that's how I feel like out of character. Mm-hmm. In character, when faced with this, Violet will want to kill uh, who she thinks is Billy. Yeah, the same with Vinny because no lie, if anybody tries to like, everybody's like, okay, well, we're just gonna try a genocide. She will like abandon you all. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Drop is not entirely pleased at the concept of genocide, but it, it does fit in with his worldview that if it's necessary, it's necessary. Okay. 
He does, on top of that, feel that that having Zavala's influence around is is against his worldview. Okay. So choice number one is 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 confrontation of Zavala. Although Route A does also require the asterisk of you need Welch's help. Yeah. And she's been being very strange. Well, Welch is being strange and is also helping Professor Chance with being able to create a means to get to Zavala. So mm-hmm. let's not write her off yet. It may be time to go look to the drow and see if we can find some engineers to help us with the ship. Well, by look to, you mean infiltrate. Because I'm sure as soon as any of them spot me... Or any of us, really. Well, yes, but... Also, as as Joan told you, the woman you killed, Gwendolyn, was the head of the House of Spymasters. Like, each house in the Drow Society has kind of a specialty. Joan's was, like, right. justice, which is why she got to visit Lita in jail. The Gwendolyn was spies. That's why she actually knew Welch was, was gone in the first place to attack mm-hmm. a hole in the earth. And you having killed her is a very big deal. So, like, even if you weren't an Eladrin. Yeah. Let me, let me emphasize this. I don't know if it was clear. Basically a suicide mission, which Ziggy has apparently already gone on. Oh, my boy. On Welch's orders. I don't know if that was clear. I'm saying that now. Like, it's, it's been presented to you that Calypsia is a death sentence. Ziggy's on his way there, and it seems like you also need to go there. But I'm not forcing you. I want to be clear of the stakes. Oh, no. You might have done that because of me. I don't know why Welch is being such a jerk all of a sudden. Because Welch is trying to create a means to get to Zavala. No new reason to be a jerk. The amount of concentration and also urgency causes manners to uh, go out the window, as it were. That would also explain why she was interested in your loot and uh, your staff there, uh, Drop. Oh, yeah. She's just she's deconstructing them into their magical constituents in order to create a source of magic strong enough to forcefully tear a portal straight to Zavala. Yeah, would seem so. I suppose that you're going to be staying around here until Welch is done with that task, uh, Professor Chance? Yeah. I mean, if there's a chance to stop this, I want to help. I'm not I'm not callous. But also, if it looks like she's not going to finish in time, I'm leaving. Mm. And, like, I would like for you guys to have a ship and come along because right. y- you seem cool. And <laughs> he gives Sildiel a look. But, uh, you know, I'm, we're not that close. Right. So for the short term, if we want to avoid the least desirable option... We're gonna to need to go. We're gonna to need to go try to find an engineer. At least, sort of just rub his hand for a moment, and then just sort of turns and sort of walks on out of the library for a moment. Is the whole party going further down into the Underdark after Ziggy and to infiltrate the Drow City to recover a known prisoner? Is that the rest of this arc? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I, I didn't know I was down with that. Why, why, why do we? Why do we need the gnome? Presumably, the gnome will be able to help us get make our get our ship flight capable. All right, to, to to do option C for the portal in the air. I understand that, but did we all... This is to make sure that our contingency plan will work if we have to resort to it. Otherwise, we're sitting here and waiting for Welch to finish his spell to get us to Zavala. Okay. Also, even if you think, like, we don't need option C, Ziggy will absolutely die without your intervention. Oh, all right. We gotta go save Ziggy! Violet will reluctantly try to save Ziggy. <laughs> <sighs> Lindy's gonna ask Hunter if he's okay with going... He says he goes where you go. Does the big lady need a weapon? Mm. Does the elf need a new bag? <laughs> Who knows how Hunter knows these things, but he speaks up that you guys are actually in a civilization where you can get stuff. Oh, if we're if we're in a town, I want to go buy stuff. Uh, I, I think I can leverage getting us some stuff here. 
Elias's money is no good here. Can I just JRPG this a little and just go to the big weapon shop and say, I have this many gold? Uh, you don't speak their language, and if you're Elias's friend, they will not let you pay for anything. They'll just give it. Okay, well, that's also good. I'm I'm down with that as well. And worst, worst case scenario, I have Unseen Servant still. Are you, are you going to steal from the frogs, Lavinia? If I have to. We don't have to. I want a genocide of fish race. We don't, we don't have to steal anything, Elias, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, <laughs> if it came to that. Elias cut the Achilles tendons of a, of a drider. I don't even think they have Achilles tendons. I just love robbery and fraud. <laughs> Vi- Violet just speaks Did up. Somebody get that, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Violet just speaks <laughs> up and she says, I want the best sword. I think I know what you will want. Okay. And also maybe clothes. Yeah, something better than this. Um, I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just punches. Drop still has his sword from the Order of the Calm Waters. Uh, as soon as Elias goes to the frogs and says he needs to arm his friends, they bring out this comically large, cloud-strife-ass, Final Fantasy VII-ass, Sephiroth-ass sword. <laughs> Elias just sort of nods knowingly and just gives him a thumbs up at that. It's like, that's exactly what I was thinking. They, they pull out paint. They're like, should we also make it rainbow-colored like her hair? Yes! Oh my god, I want that exactly. Elias just sort of gives the, the good old, like, go-ahead on that as yeah, well. Yeah, they make you a huge anime-ass, rainbow-ass sword. Mm. I think they probably fashion a hunter a hook weapon. That's what he's most comfortable with. He still has his stone knife, but that's just for letting people breathe underwater. That's not like a fighting weapon, usually. Okay. Lavinia's throat would disagree, but that was a whole thing. So he gets himself kind of a, a makeshift hook. And uh, what kind of clothes do you want, Violet? Um, oh gosh. Sequence. <laughs> um, well, well, here, well, she, she has to, that, she can't have armor, so she just needs, like, clothes, clothes. Right. Because here, she's barbarian stuff. I, I was, I was thinking that'd be great if it was, if they had bits of the drider still around they could use to <laughs> make it just that more of a fuck you to the drows. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to say that Violet wants something that looks exactly like what She-Ra wears. Okay. I don't have that mental image prepared, but I do have Google. Yes, you do. So I'm going to say that she has She-Ra clothes now. Including the cape! Is She-Ra carrying a greatsword? Yeah. Oh my god, a rainbow greatsword. Yeah. Uh, they ask if you guys want the um, cobalt skin belt. It's you, You've put two and two together from what Joan has told you about the Spymaster, and you think it's, it's probably Lita's tail. Dang, son. Mm. Yeah, take it. Because we can always get back to her. Do we? What, what are we using it for exactly? Uh, Vinny wouldn't. Vinny would feel weird about it, so Vinny wouldn't take it. But out of character, somebody should take it. What? Like what? <laughs> what? Uh, let me let me rephrase this. What is its application? Its application. It, it was a bandolier which housed black amber knives. Oh, okay. But it's also just the tail of your friend's girlfriend mm. <laughs> that was cut off a while ago, and it's like I don't know what you want to do with it. It's here. Uh, Elias. Elias will vol- elect to take it. Okay. We're doing a lot of inventory management. Elias has equations. He has a tail. Drop has a nap. Does the tail have any knives still in it? No. Can can I get a better instrument from these guys? Uh, they have shells that are horns, and they have percussions. Like, they have basically, like, skin wrapped over drums. Okay, yeah, I'll take the backpipes. Elias will take a horn, actually. Elias, Elias actually has proficiency with performance because he's a blade singer. <laughs> All right. I want healing herbs. You get healing herbs. Yes, bitch. 
herbal kit. I think it's what it's called to your inventory. I have a question uh, about my new my new rainbow great sword. Uh, I just need to know it's like it, the math of it. I I know what my attack bonus is. I just need to know my damage type. Same as the unicorn horn. It's the that's two d six is the best. It's like the best weapon that you can legally wield that way. Uh, Vi- Violet announces that her rainbow great sword uh, should have a name, <laughs> and she thinks real hard, and she says mittens. <laughs> <laughs> A fine name. Aaliyah's right. request. Aaliyah, ma- Aaliyah makes the request for arrows, if they have any. Mm-hmm. All right. 30 arrows is how much you, I think you could reasonably carry. And then um, a whip, just a mundane whip. Uh, sure. All right. They just, yeah, just take some leather. They whip you up a whip. Everybody fully shopped out? I believe so. Uh, anybody want to say a cool parting line? I have one, but I don't want to steal your eyes in thunder because <laughs> you're about to go on this cool rescue mission. Time to bring some light to the Underdark. Oh, oh my. (laughs) I set my sail, fly the wind, it will take me back to my home, sweet home. Lie on my back, clouds are making way for me. I'm coming home, sweet home. I see your star, you left it burning for me. Mother, I for our theme music, which includes Tears in Rain, an arrangement of Seattle from Deus Ex Invisible War, Dream Eater Mix, an arrangement of the Lavender Town theme from Pokemon, and Ah Kid Pella, an arrangement of Setting Sail Coming Home from Bastion. Executive producers for the month of December 2016 are Extellaris, Kirsten Haslinger, Joseph Timbrello, Andrew Grothen, Jade, The Cult of Gorfanax, Allison Ansel, Tarka, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Irving Royale, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Eugene, Marissa Donaldson, David Page, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Sarah Hanley, Zenith Will Rule, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Anna Stuhlfarr, Dash on the Rage Monster, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Christopher Charlo, Jorit, Vigor Arnston, Cody Jackson, King Waza, August Rue, Ingmar Gremmen, and Paul Mullen. If you want to support the show directly, you can join in on this list of names at patreon.com slash austinyorski, or you can find Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut. You can also help us out by rating, commenting, liking, or subscribing to us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever else you found the show. But as the Christmas season approaches, consider that the greatest gift you can give us is telling your friends, family, and loved ones to listen to our dang show.